Hello, my name is Toby from Sank, uh, and I'm here today to deliver our, our new podcast. Um, the subject of what I want to talk about is the sort of uh, power of soft skills, the consensus that soft skills needs to be rebranded as power skills, the consensus that companies and organizations uh, fully recognize that these are, for want of a better word, the foundational skills for future organizations, and that these skills actually deliver uh, results that are tangible, innovation, creative thinking, problem solving, but that somehow or other they're missing in action in reality. So I'm going to um, switch to an article that I wrote not too long ago from when I'm trying to look at this. It talks about the value of 3D simulations for developing these skills. In particular, w w one of the things that we're beginning to understand is that if you come from a background of being embedded and enmeshed in uh, a training organization or a team which is hierarchical in its nature, is command and control, even if it all, all, all operates in a you know, sort of... Uh, uh, multi-team, breakdown of silos type organization. It's still a top-down uh, process. How difficult it is to come from uh, that perspective and to fully understand the requirements necessary to transform your organization into one that adopts a multi-team strategy, empowered teamwork, uh, collaboration, um, aligning goals, iterative project management, and so on and so forth. The This particular article is centered around crisis management. And it looks, what you're going to find is, how and why a 3D simulation is something which can um, promote and nourish your teams in the development of these skills. <clears throat> well, it begins, it begins by um, uh, setting the context that adaptability, that learning agility, that um, resilience in this case are habits that you have to uh, work at them to become competent in them what I mean by that is that so much of the training courses that we experience are, 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 um, are information giving processes 
whether it's an LMS system that tries its best to use blended um, uh, pedagogy, mixing videos and questionnaires and games to try and get you to learn. One of the things that is almost impossible, it's, it's, it, it's not entirely impossible, but the piece that's missing is the practice side of knowledge in this sense. Sure, there's a knowledge acquisition in, in soft skills, right? The, this is the landscape. These are the key things that you need to learn. These are the objectives. But in and of themselves, you need to actually be faced with a challenge. Uh, faced with difficulty in order to get better at communication collaborating, being action-orientated. You can't think yourself better in the same way you can't think yourself better to get at doing martial arts or to get better at learning a car. You actually have to do it, you know. And here in the article, what, what we're talking about here is is that, that it's action-orientation, you know. So the, the, the kind of, uh, I, I use this word, the IQ wand, you know, that if you, if you have a team of people, particularly at the top in an organization, that come from uh, an exam-orientated background, both in their um, uh, schooling education, then university, and then corporate education, where filling in tests equals ability, well, that's going to bring you problems. It's your actions, the way that you behave in a crisis, in something that requires speed. Yeah, That's where soft skills are at. You know, the question is, when, when, when are you, when you're in a crisis, right? If you, what I mean by this is, for example, crisis management teams spend a lot of time on plans. They spend a lot of time, sometimes on war gaming. Well, some teams do, uh, uh, do, and some teams absolutely don't. All right, but nevertheless. Even if you've got a plan, no matter how good that plan is and how good the scenario uh, planning that you've done, the scenario management of it, the wargaming of it is, um, you ask any military person or first responder in what we call in the UK blue light services, that when that plan meets reality, well, the plan is worthless, you know. And it's no good digging in your in your drawer in your desk to get plan B. This is what we need to do. All right. What you have to be able to do is to adapt. You have to be able to um, work at speed, solving problems. And we're not just talking about one. It'll be a whole series of problems. And they'll be from the catastrophic to the normal from communication skills 
where people start to argue and start to lose it, lose it over minor communication errors. That is, on one side, the team member did not verify with the other side, whoever they're talking to, that they fully understood the instructions or the demands or the key points in the message that they're given. Right. and they start to blame each other. That's at a low, uh, a low level. In that low-level problem, where they misunderstand something, because somebody does something different, or somebody doesn't hear something, can turn into uh, an, an, an absolute disaster. You know, um, this is a, an example of, uh, you know, a... I don't want to have a go at Zuckerberg on this, but it's just an, 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 an interesting example that he had 15 minutes to respond to a crisis and it took him four days. Right. You, in, in a crisis, you spend four days doing that and, you know, you just, it, it's, it's catastrophic. Right. Your ability to move at speed ability to move at speed without losing it right that doesn't mean necessarily that you're as cold as a fridge right you know um, but that the events around you don't move you you respond to the events in the appropriate way with your team, solving what's going on. One of the things that, um, that, we, that we think when, when, when we work with uh, teams is that um, that they don't fully understand what EQ is, what emotional intelligence is. Emotional intelligence is the heart of soft skills. If IQ is the essence of hard skills, then really emotional intelligence is the the centerpiece of what soft skills and power skills are, you know. Um, and if you don't train EQ, well, then that's a weakness. What is it we mean when we talk about EQ? I, I ask executives and I ask teams what this means and somehow we seem to have this prejudicial view that they're talking about being nice. You know? Well, for many managers and executives that would be a big move, being nice, but it's not necessarily what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is the development of skilled awareness. And what we mean by skilled awareness, because you can have unskilled awareness which is what we just described there things go 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 don't go right you you actually have a level of competence in the onverse to what is required for the situation that you need to solve the two key components of when we talk about skilled awareness um, in relation to emotional intelligence are self-awareness and self-control well, that starts to say awareness of what? 
All right. Well, awareness of what you hear and what you see. These are two key key areas. Because a lot of the time, people aren't aware of what they're hearing and what they're seeing. They've actually got a set of habits that overlay it. And then when things do happen to them, all right, when things happen that create negative emotions, things that people don't really want to talk about, but when they get irritable, when they get angry, when they get really upset, are you able to control those emotions? Are you able, as those emotions arise, to actually stop and prevent them from fermenting any further and becoming an issue? Many of the time in, in our 3D simulations, we've heard top consultants, and I mean top, top consultants, start to get very angry, all right, in the situation, and they start to sort of, you know, in French, it's gonflé, it's to balloon, balloon out with the color red, and it scares the people around them in the team. So they change what they're doing. They change their strategy to ameliorate, to, to ensure that this person's temper doesn't explode any further. You know, Rather than giving feedback to the person saying, look, you need to bring it under control. It's inappropriate right now. When we talk about the here the deep water horizon disaster, well, absolutely, utterly terrible, um, unbelievable, catastrophic disaster in, in, in all areas. One of the things that you can you can um, begin to see across the teams was a total lack of soft skills. It just looked like people had taken a course in how not to communicate, how not to care about the environment, how not to care about human lives, that there's some sort of hierarchy of human lives that those of us who live at the bottom that they don't really care about, you know. And this is just my opinion, my take on it, you know. But when you read all the material, you know, um, it just seems that EQ is missing in action. I think one of the things is we start to make a comparison. So, so what is it that we have? We have a 3D simulation. The simulation is a video game. It's centered around teamwork and leadership training. It presents 40 different challenges uh, broken down into 11 chapters. At the heart of this is difficulty. Right? It's like managing. You're coming in. You receive briefing documents up front. And you have to complete the 40 challenges in 11 chapters working under pressure. Nobody's going to tell you what to do. Right? You have to work it out as a team. Well, for many teams, that's terrifying. Um, in the last couple of days, I've been working with one of our partners, NextMind, and one of the things that they begin to see is that people do not know how uh, how to learn to learn. It's almost that they've 
being conditioned by working in organizations not to think for themselves unless somebody tells them what to do. And that, in fact, it's a danger to the business if they start to think by themselves. Well, it's terrifying, that. You know? But it's actually, there's a truth in there that people have spent 25, 30 years working for different organizations when, in really, the main conceptual philosophy that exists within human resources and at senior levels that organizations are basically in some way or another some form of machine with various parts and you are part of the parts <coughs> and your job is just to make whatever bit you're responsible for go round and round and fit with the others here when we play the game one of the things you begin to realize is that you all have to be on the same page at the beginning. What is your goal? What are you setting out to do? Are you all aligned on... And we're not just talking about the overall mission statement that uh, Wolf can see uh, you know, cascaded throughout organizations. Here we're talking about a project goal. What is it we're doing? What is it we want to achieve right now? How are we going to do that? Working under pressure. All right. Having done that, how do we need to work together? How do we need to collaborate? How can we communicate? All right. What are the problems that we're facing now and that we're going to face as we go through through this? All right. How are we going to work on these? And being action orientated, let's go do stuff. Let's iterate. Let's experiment. You know, these are soft skills. But when I describe and my team describe as coaches to our clients, to others, that these are soft skills, they look like they're shocked. Wow, that's soft skills. Yeah, that's soft skills. That's power skills. And at the heart of those skills, you know, and I reiterate again, right, is skilled awareness. Because skilled awareness is the key that unlocks difficulty. Because what we discover in the 3D simulation is if the teams get their act together, all right, and we do see, see that happen, Right? and that their self-awareness, and that their self-control, and they start to develop a team radar and empathy, all right? and that they take risks, then the game gets easy. The game's no longer difficult. In the skills that they learn within the simulation, that they hone, because you can't just do the simulation one time, it's, you're just not going to learn anything. It's like learning the rules of football. You go play football for one hour, first time you've ever played it, it's not going to happen. You know, you're going to be a rookie. You need to think that I'm going to take my rookie skills, all right, and I'm going to become a champion in these skills. I'm going to become a black belt. Well, that takes time to do that, and that, that, that's what we work with. So here, what we talk about, we take the comparison with elite sports skills. The training, right, is not an anathema. Is not your enemy, which is really seen like that in business. You know, we we, we once did a training course for a um, very big training course for a big French insurance company. And at the feedback session at the end, one of the guys uh, stood up and said, uh, you know, we just spent the last two days doing... Um, training in Sunk is one of the early versions of Sunk, one of our prototypes. 
And he said, but this is not training. And kind of all the coaches and the senior people around the room said, so were shocked. And he said, uh, and we said, why not? He said, because you're actually working at it. Well, if you're listening to these, I was shocked. Because I was shocked at both the truth, you know, his emperor's got no clothes moment, and the reality of what he said. Somehow this person was in his middle 30s, he'd been working for this company for 10 years, and he'd never done a training course where he worked at it. What, what was, what's the point of the training then? Because I'm lost. It's why most people don't think training is adds any value to either your career or to helping you achieve the business results that you need to achieve. There's something absolutely broken like that. So in that sense, we have to see, as um, uh, one of our partners put it, that teamwork and leadership training in relation to the new skills that are required to survive is broken. It doesn't fit. That you have to start rethinking the game. All right? Because the rules really have changed. You know, and it's not just me sitting here uh, saying that. You just you know, open your eyes to the scientific, technical, and digital revolutions that are taking place around us. These, these, um, these changes are both minute interdependent all right and like a snowball rolling down a mountain if there are any uh, mountains left with snow on right gets bigger and bigger and bigger and becomes something ginormous you know your comfort zone is being threatened daily if not minute by minute just look at the hoorah around AI at the moment. You know, it's like it's the end of humanity, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Terminator type scenarios. Uh, well, that's the fear mongering coming from many people out there. But there's another side to 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 these. Um, uh, technological advances in the previous model the traditional model the expected behavior was just to follow orders you know I'm, I'm working cliches there but basically that's what it is command and control follow orders policy deployment you know people uh, process technology you know uh, um, machine philosophy uh, even people turned it into, you know, computers and software type models of organizations, right? A new model is very much around the human spirit. That's the development of internal skill sets that allow you to adapt at speed, right? It's a much more fulfilling model, but it's going to be a much more difficult model but one that offers far greater business results across the board than the current command and control model. I mean, why, why uh, do you need to do this? You know, 
because if you don't do this, somebody somewhere is going to do it, and in truth is going to commoditize whatever it is that your off your offering is right now. The writing on the wall about AI commodifying um, a lot of the jobs out there is, um, well, it's not bull. That's for real. You know. The um, your your real need is to recognize that adopting a new set of skills requires you to um, unravel the habits that you got you to where you are now. And that's going to be really difficult. That's why you need something like a 3D training environment. Something where you can bring your teams and your leaders to be able to face themselves in real situations that bring the stress, the panic, the difficulty. They raise the emotional angst of the participants in such a way right, that it really replicates to all intents and purposes what you would experience in the real world. And it allows them to hone these skills in such a way that when they do return to the work environment, right, that they're able to um, have a have a uh, skills transfer that in that moment that helps them. And we can see this again and again with the teams that we work. So you can you will be able to catch this article in the. Um, uh, in the uh, bottom of the YouTube uh, where it says see more etc I hope that you found it uh, interesting uh, if you do then I'd be very grateful if you press the like button and if you subscribe and thank you I'll catch you on the next one yeah.